I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. I've got the title of the message on the board, and a lot of people don't like this. It's about Billy Graham. This is my third in a series on Billy Graham. Billy Graham, the most beloved, popular, false teacher in America's history. He has blindsided the world with his nice guy personality and I might add his false doctrine. The world likes Billy Graham. You people say, who are you to call him down? I'll tell you what I am. The Bible tell you what I am over here in First Chronicles, the first chapter. This is who I am. I am a nobody. You cannot be a somebody and be famous and please God. Billy Graham was very famous and beloved by the whole world, and his message was false. It bothered me from the time I was a little kid. My father took my family out to see him. His first appearance in Fort Worth, Texas, when I was about 12 years old. We went out to Will Rogers Coliseum, and I was expecting to see some miraculous teacher but all I saw was a personality, a man that stood up there, had a big smile, he was handsome, had dark hair, he was tall, and he spoke with a big round voice. And he practiced that constantly, he says that in his biography. Now here's who I am. Here in verse 26, you see your calling, but. What chapter? Chapter 1, verse 26. You see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Called kaleo. A-L-E-O. Kaleo is the word called. That word called... Not many mighty men. Who are the mighty men? Oh, uh, presidents and kings and senators and heads of state and and uh, people and premiers and and everybody who runs the show. That's the mighty men. Not many. They they're not called by God. Kaleo, the word ek. Klesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, comes from two words, ek, and the word kaleo. means called out. Not many mighty, not many wise in this world, not many scientists are called. The fellow that just died, uh, or the big famous scientist, what was his name? Yeah, Hawking. He didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in that some great mighty God had done all this. I don't believe he went to heaven. Without death to self and daily cross, he couldn't go to heaven. Not many mighty men are called. Not many generals in these military services. People have said, well, you can't put down the military. I sang 
with a pop group and about 250 military base clubs. I saw more adultery in the military than you can imagine. I'm talking about colonels and generals and majors running around on their wives. Don't tell me what that's about. There's, I have seen men. I have, I have played at the Bellevue, Illinois, the military airlift command base there, Scott Air Force Base. I played there, and it's a gigantic multi-million dollar club, all kinds of tables. I had a pop show group there, and I watched men get drunker than skunks that were generals and that were colonels. Don't tell me about military. I know about it. I I was playing down in at Reese Air Force Base. I'm talking about the early 70s. Reese Air Force Base in Abilene, Texas. And one of the guys got drunk. One of the officers got drunk. He's laying flat on the floor out in the vestibule. I saw the the usually they had a big sergeant. Uh, that's a non-commissioned officer. He went over and picked this guy by the belt. He's laying on the floor drunk. Picked him up, moved him out of the way. They were installing a general, the youngest general ever to be installed in the military. He's 38 years old. He had made Brigadier General. That was unbelievable. We sang for a packed house with this. And that guy got up on his feet, walked over to the, walked over, walked out the door after this was all over, got his car and drove away. And I saw him in the darkness, his lights going down the road. Tell me all about the military. I've seen it. I know what it's like. I sang at Fort Hood for the installation of General Desabry as a three-star general. Let me tell you what those generals are in the military. They are gods. And when he walked in, there was a bunch of brigadiers. That's the first branch of general. That's the first general you get to. Then you have to go up to major general. And you go up to the three-star. They did away with four stars. And when he walked in, they flew in brigadiers from all over America, all over the world, to install him. And they popped up like a bunch of jack-in-the-boxes when he walked in. He was God to them. That's what they think of those guys. And they get drunker and skunks. I was up here at, at uh, Grissom Air Force Base in Peru, Indiana. And I was singing that night. In the, and the wing commander, that's the full colonel who's got all the scrambled eggs on his head. His name was Dave Woods. I didn't have any respect for them. I just called him Dave. I didn't say Colonel Woods. And he was, uh, i got to tell you some stories of where I've been. This is what I think about the military. And I said, Dave, I can't tell the difference between a colonel and an airman. When you guys get drunk, you all look the same. And he said, well, <laughs> that's right, we do, don't we? I just, and I was in Dover Air Force Base one time. And at Dover, that was where the C-5 squadrons are. That was the largest military transport team in the world. And the guy that was commander there was Colonel Fox, and he really liked me and my group. And I was sitting there with his wife one day, and she said, You see that colonel over there? I said, yeah, I know him. I forget his name now. 
She said, you see that woman next to him? I said, yeah. She said, well, he's supposed to, he's putting in for general, but he's not going to make it. And you know what his wife is? I said, what's that? She said, she's a general's wife. She said, you know what that means? I said, that means she's going to divorce him. She said, absolutely. See, there's just as much pride in the military as anything else, and just as much drunkenness, and just as much unfaithfulness. People say, don't put down our military. They're humans. You know what they are? Sinners. That's what they are. I can tell you stories all day long. Went up to Fort Campbell one time. They was right in the middle of race rights. We were had to be ushered in by the MPs. Went in there and the, the club manager said, don't let any of these guys get to you. And they were screaming over here. The blacks were saying, soul music, soul. Give us soul. Well, we were soul singers. <laughs> and... Uh, but this one guy said, don't let those guys get to you. Take a microphone or something and hit them in the head if they jump on the stage. It's not like people think. I was down at Fort Hood one time after I sang for this general. And this club manager took me over and said, I'm taking you to the EM club. We had to wade through beer about that deep. I mean, they were drunk. These were guys that just got into the military, just joined the army. And the sergeant was a great big black had rockers all over his arm. That mean he was the top sergeant, black fella. He said, don't let these boys get to you. Hit them in the head with something. That's what he said. I got in the military to have a, to have a career, and they gave me a bunch of idiots. <laughs> That's how they feel about those enlisted men. I'm just telling you. They're just humans, and I'm not blaming them for being humans. I blame America for looking up all these people like there's some wonderful thing, and they're just sinners like the rest of us, right? Well, Benagram was a sinner like the rest of us. Let me read the rest of this. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Foolish is the word moros. M-O-R-O-S. Now I'm nothing but a moros. We get our word moron from that. I'm just a moron in the world's viewpoint. If you don't like what I'm saying about Billy Graham, turn this, turn the channel or uh, throw your DVD away. To confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the mighty. I'm just a weak thing in the world. Have no degrees, have not been to seminary anywhere. I've studied my brains out for 64 years. Taught myself the Greek and the Hebrew and the history of Israel. And he's chosen the base things of the world and the things which are despised, that's me, that's not Billy Graham, hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. I'm a base thing of the world. The word base is the exact opposite of the word noble in verse 26. The word noble is eugenes, E-U. G-E-N-E-S. God said, not many noble are called by God. Eugenes. You means well. 
genesis, our word gene. Your genes are your makeup. So not many mighty, not many wise in this world, not many noble, not many blue bloods are chosen to be in the church by God. Blue bloods. Not many honorable people are chosen. Just the downtrodden, the poor, and the brokenhearted, and the bruised are chosen by God. Now, he says there in that verse 27, he's chosen the base things of the world, and the things that are despised hath God chosen to bring to naught the things that are. That word base things is word agonase, A-G-E-N-E-S. That's the exact opposite of the word eugenase. The alpha negates the word. That's an alpha privative. It means no good genes, no blue bloods. God's going to take nobodies to bring down somebodies. Like I said when I started, I am a nobody. I'm not here to build up Billy Graham. I'm here to tell you this man has corrupted the American psyche more than any human being in our history. He's been the most popular. Let me show you something. Let me see if I can spell this out to those of you that don't like it because I call down Billy Graham. I believe America is brainwashed by his doctrine. He has said it over and 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 over again. If you say something to people so many times, they're going to get to believing it. He has said, all you have to do is accept Christ as your personal Savior. That's absolutely a lie. That's not the method of salvation. In fact, the Bible says... The natural or the physical man doesn't receive decomai. It means to reach out and accept the ten with the ten fingers and offer that's been given. It comes from deck, which is the word ten. And we get the word decade. Ten years. You can't reach out the ten fingers and accept Christ when you're dead in sin. And that's And he had him go down there and walk down the aisle and accept Christ and pray a prayer and they're home free. If God doesn't deal with your heart and change you into a new creation, you're not going to heaven. You have to become a different person than you used to be. And he preached the sinner's prayer. And boy, this is easy. Just get a man down at the altar and say, all you have to do is pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, save me for Jesus' sake. I love you. Amen. Amen. Forgive me of my sins. Amen. And there's no change in your life. That means nothing. People say, boy, you sure are hard on this. The Bible says, Romans ten thirteen, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's every Baptist preacher's favorite verse of getting people saved, calling on the name. But the Bible says, the next verse, ten fourteen, How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? Belief is the method of salvation. That's what Paul told the Philippian jailer. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But believe is a verb. That's what you do. He that doeth truth. If God don't change you into a new creation, I've had people say to me, I walked down the aisle and accepted Christ. I had 
One of Mary's distant cousins tell me, or distant some kind of kin, said, well, I walked down the aisle and got saved, and now I got my big house, lake, house I got my big house on the lake, worth about seven or 800000 He said, now I've got all my cars paid for and my house paid for, and I don't have to pray, God, pray to God for anything. Mister, you really got the wrong idea of salvation. That ain't salvation. Now, Billy Graham, the fact that he was popular and beloved and liked is indictment against him. Turn over. I'm going to say this slow. For some reason, people just don't get it. I'm going to say this. Well, let me go to Luke 6 first. Then I'll go back. Luke 6, I'm going to read it to you, and you figure it out for yourself. People say, well, this includes everybody except Billy Graham. It includes him. Luke 6. Luke 6, verse 22. 6 and 22. Blessed are ye, blessed, Makurios, Fortunate, you're very fortunate. Same word or blessed of the poor in spirit. Blessed are ye. Fortunate. When men shall hate you. Did the world hate Billy Graham? Not on your life. When they hate you, when they separate you from their company. Did the world separate from Billy Graham? Everybody loved him. The Pope, the Dalai Lama, who's the head of the Buddhist religion. All of the pagans loved him. All of the Baptists loved him. The ones that were preaching false doctrine, the Pentecostals. TVN loved him so much that when he had a birthday one year, I was watching, and they had all the big super Pentecostals from all over the world coming on from Fred Price to Kenneth Copeland to Jesse Duplantis to my brother Dean and his wife come on the screen wishing Billy Graham a happy birthday, and they all loved him. And from when they said... When they separate you from their company, Billy wasn't separated from the world, and shall reproach you, reproach, O-N-E-I-D-I-Z-O, means to make you infamous. Now, you may not like it because he was such a nice guy and he stood up there and he looked real good. He was nice. Nice. It's a French word, niscere, N-I-S-C-E-R-E. It means no, nay. It's a French word. Scare is the word knowledge. It means no knowledge. When you act nice, you're pretending you're not who you are. You're pretending that you're dumb. You're pretending to be stupid. Do you actually believe these people that come on TV? Do you actually believe Joe Biden is as nice as he acts? Or Donald Trump? Or Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton had all kinds of women. 
People say, what's wrong with the presidents? They all had women, including Dwight D. Eisenhower and John Kennedy. Everybody except Richard Nixon. He was too ugly to have a woman, I think. <laughs> Rejoicing in that day. He says, and when they cut... When they cast out your name as evil. Did they cast out Billy Graham's name as evil? No. Let me read something to you here. This is Gallup poll. You're familiar with the Gallup poll, aren't you? This was taken before he died. The Reverend, I hate the Reverend, Reverend Billy Graham. Reverend is the word Yahweh. It's mentioned one time in the Bible. Yahweh. If you want to look at it real quick, one time, it's the same word. It's Psalms 110. Psalms. This is the only time it's mentioned in the Bible. And it's God quoting 110. Oh, excuse me, 111. He says here in Psalms 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all they that do his commandments, and his praise endureth forever. Excuse me, verse 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever holy, and reverend is his name. Reverend is the name of God, not man. Reverend is the word Yahweh. It's the word fear every time you find fear in the Old Testament. That don't belong on a man. Don't ever call me Reverend. People say, well, what can I call you? Well, you can call me Jim. That's my name. Or you can call me Pastor. But don't call me Reverend. That belongs to no man. That's the name of God. Now, look here in... Let's go back to Luke 6. Rejoice ye in that day when they do these things, when they call you infamous. Billy Graham, let me finish reading this. Gallup poll. The Reverend Billy Graham, the renowned Christian evangelist who died at age 99 on Wednesday, holds the remarkable distinction of having appeared on Gallup's top 10 most admired men list 61 times. Most admired man in the world. Something's wrong with that. You know what's wrong? Paul preached and they killed him. Peter preached and they killed him. Andrew preached and they killed him. Stephen preached and they killed him. Isaiah preached and they put him in a log and cut him in half. And Billy Graham preaches and they love him. What's wrong with this? Is something wrong with that picture? Yep. He made salvation an easy thing. And the Bible says in First Peter, the fourth chapter, if the righteous scarcely be saved, with great difficulty, Mogus, M-O-G-I-S. It's not hard on God. It's hard on us because we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Anybody who says salvation is easy, it's a simple prayer and accepting Christ, that's not true.
He was on the list 61 times more than any other man since the annual listing began in 1948. Been on it nearly every year, the top 10. Billy Graham has been on it 61 times. The second man, Ronald Reagan, at that point had been on 31 times. Billy Graham, I did him double. Jimmy Carter, 28 times. This is back some years ago. John Paul, 27 times. Bill Clinton, 25 times. And it goes all through here. Graham achieved fame, not infamy. He achieved fame. As a young evangelist in the late 1940s and 50s, when his rallies attracted increasingly large crowds, and he influenced his influence spread and fueled in part of news coverage in Hearst newspapers. William Randolph Hearst, Roman Catholic, said, Puff Graham, told all his papers. That's how he got payment, through a Roman Catholic. The 2005 Gallup poll showed that 85% of Americans said they had seen Graham on television at some point, 52% had heard him on radio, and 16% reported having seen him in person. Graham's 61 appearances on the list are far ahead of Ronald Reagan's 31 appearances, and so forth. This list requires that a man has to be living beyond it to be on it, so he can't be on it anymore now. Let me give you something else here. This is from the Gallup people. You can go online. And, why go on the line and play games? Just go on there and say, Billy Graham, false teacher. Google that. You'll get all of this. The Reverend Billy Graham isn't much for accolades. In fact, the 93-year-old Billy Graham has appeared very favorable on two recent polls. The most admired man of 2011. People loved Mr. Graham. The message is always good news, and Mr. Graham was always good news. Fourth on this year's most admired list, behind President Obama, former Presidents George Bush and Bill Clinton. While he's never finished first, Mr. Graham landed second eight times. Now, he's very popular. Everybody likes him. Here's another paper. Gallup News Service. You can get this off your internet yourself. About 200,000 people are expected to attend the Greater New York Billy Graham Crusade in New York this weekend. That's when he was still holding them in the 90s. According to recent Gallup poll, one in six adult Americans living today are 35 million people recall having heard Graham in person at some point in their lives. More than the reason America doesn't like it, they're brainwashed to believing this real nice looking, big round toned guy that sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and he didn't. He looks good. What was it said in first Samuel the sixteenth chapter when God had rejected Saul from being king? God told Samuel, Go down to the house of Jesse in southern Judah, Bethlehem, Judah. I've chosen me a, a king among the sons of Jesse. And he goes down there and he tells Jesse, God wants a, one of your sons to be king. And so he says, I know who it has to be. i got a son named Eliab. He's tall. He's handsome. He's one of the best fighters in Saul's army. 
and he brought Eliab about. Even Samuel, righteous Samuel, was deceived. He said, surely this must be God's anointed. Tall, he didn't need tall. Saul was the tallest man in Israel. He had already had one tall and the guy was worthless. And God said to Samuel, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. And he made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And he said, it's none of these. He said, don't you have another son left? Well, yeah, but he's just a kid, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. Samuel said, I'm not leaving till you bring him in. So Jesse turns to one of his sons and says, Go get David. <laughs> That's it. David walks in. He's a shepherd boy. God says, that's him, anoint him. He's to be king. It's not who looks the best. It's believed that David had red hair and perhaps freckles because he was not a son of the same woman as the other sons. It was believed that perhaps his father had had an affair with a woman and that he was red-haired. The Bible said he was ruddy-faced. Ruddy means red-faced. Most red-faced guys are red-headed and got freckles. He didn't look like Gregory Peck in that old movie. Forget it. Now, Graham has seen unfavor among non-Christians. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? A category that includes non-religious Americans along with those of non-Christian faiths, as well as with politically liberal Americans and those in households earning 100000 a year or more. Now, let me give you something else here. All right. I'm just trying to document what the world thinks of Billy Graham, how they love him. Billy Graham on most admired list for record 61st time. I don't believe he was a believer. You know what? I don't think he believed he was a believer. I saw him in an interview with Diane Sawyer. And she said to Billy Graham, she said, what do you want God to say to you when you come to the judgment? He said, I would like for him to say, well done and good and faithful servant, but I don't know that he's going to do that. Billy says in this book, Billy Graham and his friends, Billy Graham and his friends, I'm going to read that to you right now. This is a book, you can get it from Jack Chick Publications. It is an indictment of Billy Graham. If you don't like to hear this, turn your TV off. See, Christianity is not what most people think. I did a message several years ago. I've done it several times. Christians take their cross and die daily. That's what they do. That's what the Bible says. Without taking your cross and dying daily, you can't be a disciple of Christ. It's not possible. How do you die daily on a cross? You have to be condemned to it for what you're saying. People are going to put me on a cross for saying this up here. 
but I'm just a nobody. You can stop me and you still can't stop the message. Let me see here. I've got it here. Billy Graham said so many outrageous things. Um, Let me read some of them to you. He put his approval on heathens, on everybody. He said there wasn't nobody he didn't love, he didn't have an affection for. Let me give you some of those. He put his approval on John Marks Templeton. That's on page 23. John Marks Templeton was a heathen. And Billy Graham called him a Christian. John Marks Templeton, to further understand the Templeton Award, which Billy Graham received in 1982, we need to look at its founder, John Marks Templeton. Templeton went to Yale University, earned a Phi Beta Kappa key, and is a Rhodes Scholar, a brilliant man. The John Templeton Foundation hosted four key sessions at the State of the World Forum in 2000. The theme was shaping globalization. Globalization is pulling together everything together into one government. That's called ecumenism. Billy Graham was the head of the ecumenical system in America and in the world. That means to pull all the churches together into one, not separate from anybody. He's been known as the head of the ecumenical movement. Ecumenical comes from the word oikos and mene. It means worldwide. Billy wanted the worldwide church to be one body, one church, and it would include Buddhist. Hindus, Roman Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Episcopalians, all of them come together in one. Is that evil? That's wicked. Ecumenical. E-C-U. M-E-N-I-C-A-L. I'm trying to go slow today. E-C-U. And get me another pen. I mean, the preachers, the Baptist preachers, when I was a kid in the early 50s, they, had, they hated ecumenical, ecumenicalism. E-C-U-M-E-N-I-C-A-L. E-C-U-M-E-N-I-C-A-L. Ecumenical is a Greek word, oikos, O-I-K-O-M-E-N-E. It means a worldwide church or family of God, and everybody needs to be a part of it, and you need to accept everybody like he did. He was ahead of the system. I put oikos up there many times. That's family or building. So, this John Templeton was a Rhodes Scholar. He was trying to shape globalization. Says Templeton, no one should say that God can be reached by only one path, even though Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, the is a definite article, means there's no other. Templeton is also leading advocate of the heresies of the mind, science cult like religious science. Templeton Foundation Press is dedicated to 
the same principles as the Temple Foundation and Templeton Prize for Progress in Religion. Said John Templeton on on the launch of the publishing venture held in New York City. By the way, the Swedenborg Foundation is an occult organization. Sadly, Christianity Today, which is Billy Graham's magazine, a magazine founded by Billy Graham and his father-in-law, Nelson Bell, devoted the entire back cover of its April 24, 1994 issue to an ad promoting this heretical work, which was endorsed by Norman Vincent Peale, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking, a famous book, and it had the same attitude as the charismatics in the world today. Just say it with your mouth and make it positive and you get it. And Billy Graham said Norman Vincent Peale and his wife were two of the best Christians of that century. And he didn't believe in the virgin birth or the bodily resurrection of Christ or that Jesus was God in the flesh. Who wrote the foreword and said that Templeton was the greatest layman of the Christian church in our time. That's what he said about John Templeton. He was a friend of the world, wasn't he? If if you get this book, you can order it from Chick Publications in Ontario, California. Billy Graham and his friends. And it's documentation. It's got so much documentation in it. Rod, Robert Schuler, who was a pagan, he had the Crystal Cathedral out in California. And J. Peter Grace, who was also a former head of the Knights of Malta, any of the things that have Knights of Columbus or Knights of Malta is all Roman Catholic. Who also, the former head of the Knights of Malta and the New Ager, Theodore Hasbaugh, who is the advisory council for planetary citizens, and Billy Graham approved of all of this. Who endorsed the book on Buddhism and Hinduism? There was one other person who endorsed this book, which quoted and promoted the teachings of Christianity, Buddhism, and Hinduism. Who was this endorser? It was none other than Billy Graham. You see, there's things behind the scene. I had a guy write and say, I never heard these things about Billy Graham. You haven't researched and studied either. Do you know that we've been fooled by Billy Graham? He's put, he's put a hoodoo on America with his real nice smile and his big round voice. It's not true. It's hard for people who have been fooled to own up to the fact they've been conned. Who endorsed this book but Billy Graham? Truly a legend in our time. This is what Billy Graham said. John Templeton, who didn't believe in the virgin birth, understands that the real measure of a person's success in life is not financial accomplishment, but moral integrity and the inner character of a man. Since Graham endorsed this book, let's take a peek inside the cover and see what Templeton says. He writes, The basic principles of leading a sublime life may be derived from any religious tradition, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, and others, as well as Christian. That's John Templeton's words. And Billy Graham says he's one of the best Christians of the 20th century. He was friends of the world, wasn't he? What does the Bible say about everybody liking you in that same chapter of 
Luke 6, verse 24, but woe unto you when all, excuse me, verse 26, woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Did they speak well of Billy Graham? He's one of the most popular men that's ever lived in this nation. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. The people in Israel spoke well of the false prophets that said, no, you're not going to have tribulation. It's like one prophet said, no, you're not going to be taken into Babylon for 70 years. It'll only be two years. His name was Hanani. And God tells Jeremiah, you tell Hanani I'm going to kill him for the years up. And he did. I don't believe Billy Graham went to heaven. He was preaching an easy gospel and everybody just like, How about your puppets going, yeah, you sound so good and you make me feel, you're not supposed to feel good. Your heart's to be cut, you're to be cut to the heart like they were in Acts 2 and say, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent. But you can't unless God causes you to do that. Graham endorsed this book and said, you can, be a Muslim or Jew. In fact, he said the he said God's church is going to come out of every religion in the world. He didn't mean they'd be converted. He said you can be a believer and in the church without even knowing Jesus' name or without even having any kind of repentance. Just as long as you know there's something you need in your life. Told that to to Schuler and a TV thing. We have the power to create whatever we need in our life. This is one of the things they said. Though our choices and attitudes, we create our own heaven and hell right here on earth. That's not true. And the book says that Billy Graham put his approval on. Be honest. Be true. Love all the parts of yourself. You're not supposed to love self. The Godhood is within you. He's... What... What this man said, this this Templeton said, you are a god. That's what they say at TBN. Why does Billy Graham believe these things? Why did he endorse the book? Why did the magazine founded by Billy Graham, Billy Graham allow the ad to appear at a very prominent place? Then he says about Schuler, Templeton and Graham seem to agree on one issue. Robert Schuler's 1986 Possibilities magazine, Possibilities, anything's possible, is what Schuler would say, had Templeton's photo on the cover. The lead article quoted Templeton that nothing exists except God, and this is pantheism. Pan means all, means that God is in everything. And that the Christ Spirit dwells in every human being. The Holy Spirit's truth, it doesn't dwell in every human being. Whether the person knows it or not. Remember what Graham told Schuler during his interview? He said, outside the Christian groups, I think everybody who knows Christ, whether they are conscious of it or not, they're members of the body of Christ, which is the church. That's not true. He went on to say, whether they come from the Muslim world, the Buddhist world, or the Christian world, they are members of the body of Christ because they've been called by God. Boy, this is, the man was sick. Let me give you something else about Templeton.
Well, let me go on to, let me go on to, gosh, Atheists in Heaven, page 217. Billy Graham says there'll be atheists in heaven. The guy was corrupt. If you never read about him, you need to research him. You know what I've found? You know why I'm reading out of this? I recommend these books. I recommend Edersheim. I recommend Smoke Screens. I recommend uh, reading these different people, the McClinic and Strong. Usually people that come here won't even read these books. So I'm going to read them to you, okay? I'm going to tell you what they got to say. Now, here on page 217, he says atheists were going to get to go to heaven. Atheist comes from A and theos. Theos means God. The alpha means no God. 217. And 2.18. Let me read this to you. Atheist in heaven. Archbishop Ramsey was former president of the World Council of Churches. The World Council did not believe. Billy Graham put his approval on them. They did not believe in the virgin birth or the literal resurrection of Christ's body. Didn't. And he said these are some of the most wonderful people he's ever associated with. He commented this Archbishop Ramsey. I can foresee the day when all Christians might accept the Pope as Bishop of the World Church. That's the universal church. Catholic means universal. We are a member of the universal church, but we're not a member of the Roman Catholic Church. He also denied the virgin birth. All of them denied the virgin birth. Ramsey said, heaven is not a place for Christians only. I expect to see many present-day atheists there. Another source gave this quote from Ramsey. They've forgotten that few will enter in the narrow way. Those who led a good life on earth but found themselves unable to believe in God will not be debarred from heaven. I expect to meet present-day atheists in heaven. And this man, Archbishop Ramsey, was one of Billy Graham's friends. And the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, let me read you a little more about this. And then this, this Ramsey, who's Archbishop of the World Council of Churches, says that we must join hands with humanists, atheists, and agnostics in a service of mankind. And my Bible tells me, the Bible says, be not equally yoked together with unbelievers. Billy Graham calls Ramsey a giant of a man and added, we were friends for many years. Friends. What is, what is Luke when it says, woe to you when all men speak well of you? Woe is a cry of damnation. Go over to, let me see if I can spell it out to you. Go over to James, the fourth chapter. I've quoted this to you, but I'm going to read it to you. James, the fourth chapter.
James 4. James 4. Hold on here. I'm kind of moving some papers around. All right. James 4. With Billy Graham winning all these polls and being a friend of and being one of the most popular men in the world. See if this applies to him. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts? War is in lust. That's in the flesh. War. War equals flesh against God. That's warring with God. You got two people in you. You got an inner man, according to inner man. That's Christ in you. Christ in you. There's a fight going on between the inner man and the outer man. This is what we're at war with. We're at war with self. The outer man serves the law of the flesh. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh so that you cannot have the things that you want. This is a war. This is the same thing as I had a guy call me and wanted to argue with me about what the seed of Satan was. Seed is the word zira. It means, it, it's the New Testament word sperma. That's masculine gender. The seed of Satan would be what generates a family. And the and the Pharisees confronted Jesus in Luke the eighth chapter, and Jesus says to the Pharisees, He says, Your father's the devil. A father, you are from Satan and you're arguing with God and you're at war with God when you are fighting the the inner man, the spirit, which is the truth. There's a war between the spirit and the flesh. You lust against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. You cannot have the things you want. There's a war going on. The longer you live, you'll find out you have to give up the flesh. God will put you through so many fire and so much trials, and He's going to say, I'm going to win. You're not. Let's go back to this. From whence come fightings and wars among you? He's talking to believers. He's not talking to unbelievers. He said, They come, not hence, even of your lust, your hedonay, sensual desires. That's not the same word as lust, the normal word. A hedonistic person is one that has no restraint when it comes to drinking or sex or anything that they want. I'm not going to restrain myself from anything. I like it and I'm going to do it. That's what it means. That's hedonism. Hedonay. 
you lust and have not. He's talking to believers. You lust. That word lust is epithumia. That first word lust is hedonistic. This word is epithumia. It means to breathe hard after. I, 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 I got to have her. I got to have that. I got to have that car. I got to have that house. I want that dress. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what it costs. I want that woman. It'll cost you your morality. It'll cost you everything in your spiritual life. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war, but you're fighting against the flesh. Guess who's going to win? God's going to win. Yet you have not because you ask not. That's the same word, ask, I teo. That's a conditional word. I teo is conditional. It comes from the same root as the word A-I-T-E-M-A. You see the word A-I-T? That's the stem of the word. The end of the word's changed depending on some. This is the word ask. I-T-E-M is the word fault. You have the word that spells much the same way. That means cause. It's a legal term. We receive the things that we ask if we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And the only way you can have what you ask is keep, to reo. It means to guard against loss. You guard God's words against loss. They're written in your heart as a believer. And you say, I don't care what you say. You cannot take these words out of my heart. And I believe them with all my heart. That's keeping it. It means to guard them against loss. You can't be convinced by somebody conning you like Billy Graham. He was a con artist. You know what a con artist is? It's one that gains your confidence. They gain your confidence by saying smooth words, good words and fair speeches. Isn't that what he did? He told you ways of salvation that were not true. It wasn't a sinner's prayer. That was his whole message was a sinner's prayer and accept Christ. I'll tell you what he was. You can look at it real quick. Romans 16. Romans 16. I got him trying to keep my place here. 16. This is what he did. People, I am saying something. I will get all kinds of flack on this. I'm not saying this to be famous because ain't nobody going to like me for this. Most of America has been hoodooed, they've been conned. conned. Romans sixteen seventeen. This is exactly what I am doing, and most believers don't even know this. This is what I'm doing. Mark them sixteen seventeen. Mark I beseech you, brethren, mark them. Scopeo. We got our word scope from that. 
A scope is on a rifle and you aim at something and you point it out. You point. This means to point out them which cause divisions. That's Billy Graham. Preaching, accept Christ and sinner's prayer and give your heart to Christ when you're dead in sin and you can't do anything like that. You can't give your heart to Jesus. He doesn't want your old heart. The heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You cannot give a deceitful. He has to give you a heart heart transplant. Cut your heart open and plant in a new heart. That's in the 16th chapter, in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel. He's got to give you a new heart. Mark them, scopeo them, which cause divisions. Dicostasia. Divisions. Dicostasia. And it means two standings. I don't expect people to like what I'm saying. That's kind of like telling people there's going to be great tribulation such as is not from the beginning of the world known or ever shall be and that the coronavirus is just the beginning of it. People don't want to hear that. I'm trying to tell the truth. I don't care what you do to me. I am so old. At 81, I've been to hell and back so many times. I don't care anymore. I'm not trying to get revenge. I'm not jealous like I've been accused. You're not going to get a big crowd preaching what I'm preaching. It's not going to happen. It's like telling somebody you got a fourth stage of cancer. The doctor don't want to say that, but he has to. What's the real bad cancer? that Pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. You have fourth stage pancreatic cancer, you're going to die eventually. That's what that quiz show guy, what's his name? He? Trevec. Huh? Trevec. Trevec. Yeah, Trevec, Alex Trevec. That's what several of those movie stars have died from. That young guy with the blonde hair and the real good looking guy, he died of that. When you get it, the doctor don't want to, I'm just, I'm the doctor telling you there's a cancer in America and it's false doctrine. And Billy Graham propagated that more than anybody in history. He got it from Billy Sunday, who got it from Dwight L. Moody, who got it from R.A. Torrey. And they've been preaching this for 150 or 200 years in America. He's the guy that propagated all over the world through TV and the internet and the radio. I'm trying to tell you you have a cancer and it'll kill you and put you in hell if you don't repent. That's all I'm telling you. I'm going to be a good, honest doctor to you and tell you what it's about. I know you don't want to hear about it. I'm looking at the camera. I know you don't like what I'm saying because he was such a nice guy, but he didn't tell the truth. Don't you get it? Facing the truth is hard to do. Why is it America has got all this money? You know what's wrong with America? They got too much money. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's not a root of one evil. It's the root of all evil. Now, mark them which cause divisions, 
Dikostasia, two standings. Diko means two. Stasia. Two standings. Billy Graham claimed to be preaching for Christ, but he was preaching a false doctrine, and he had two standings. He didn't believe... If he believed death to self and daily cross and self-denial, he says in this book here, he says, I don't believe in preaching on hell. That's, that's a depressing subject. The rich man died and then hell he lived up his eyes being in torments, crying, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm tormented in this flame. Hell is something we need to preach. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses. Offenses is the word scandalon. That's what Billy Graham was teaching. Scandalon. It, we get the word scandalizo. S-K-A-N-D-E-L-I-Z-O. Scandalizo is our word scandalize. It means to trip up. You're tripping people up when you're scandalizing them. A scandalon was a tree that they'd bend over. They'd put a little trap on the end of it. And when the rabbit come along, they had it set. would snap the rabbit's leg and break his leg if they could. And that way they could catch their meal that way. The Bible says we're not to be scandalizing God's people the Bible says it's better. I'm going to flip away from here and come back to it. In Acts, I mean in Matthew, the 18th chapter, here's what the Bible says about Billy Graham. Matthew, the 18th chapter. I've got to keep all this. I'm trying to keep up with all of it. Matthew 18. This is an indictment against Billy. I don't know where he went when he died. I don't believe he went to heaven. He didn't tell the truth. He didn't tell people they have to be sad and acquainted with grief because Jesus is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we're predestined to be like Christ. 18. And he says here in verse verse 6, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, one of these sheep, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, that he was drowned in the depth of the sea. It's better off that Billy Graham would have had a millstone tied around his neck. People say, you don't like Billy Graham. I do not like anybody that rips and tears the Word of God apart and makes an excuse for God's Word just so he can get a lot of members and a lot of people down an aisle. I don't like anybody that does that. You take the Word of God and you twist it and pervert it. I'm going to take a stand if I'm the only one that I know of that takes it. Now back over here in Romans 
16, 17. If a man causes offenses, scandal on, contrary to the doctrines that ye have learned, contrary, para. That's exactly what Billy Graham preached, was a para doctrine. We get our word parallel. Parallel, it means a parallel doctrine. It doesn't mean it's opposite at the end of the universe. It means it's a parallel doctrine. You got a Jesus, you got another Jesus here, you have a gospel, you have another gospel. This is what Paul said. Some are coming to Corinth preaching another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel, another gospel, another spirit, another spirit, another spirit. So there is another spirit. The Holy Spirit is truth. John 14, 15, 16, John 15, 26, John 16, 13, 1 John 7, 6. There's another truth, another spirit, another gospel, another Jesus. And the Bible goes on to say, this is who Billy Graham was preaching. The other Jesus. What's really sad is who the other Jesus is. It goes on in that 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians say the other Jesus is Satan. It's Satan transforming himself into an angel of light. Satan is just the word satanas, S-A-T-A-N-A-S. It means adversary. The Bible says if you're friends with the world, you're an adversary of God. If you get along with the whole world, like Billy Graham did, you're God's enemy. The Bible says that over there in James, the fourth chapter. If you're friends with the world, friends, philos. This is hard to take. More people will write to me on this and just give me thunder. You're an evil, wicked man. You call down one of the greatest uh, revivalists in the world. No, 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 no. Only few will find the narrow gate. Few. Not many. Not millions listening in these big... Billy Graham was having 150, 200,000 people attending his meetings in the early 50s. A lot more than the Charismatics have today. And they all loved him. Everybody loved him. I don't think people can face the truth about a man like this. He was so popular and he looked so good. That was one of his problems. You cannot be popular and loved by the world. Woe to you and all the world speaks well of you and he's been on the top of the list. You say, Jim, did you just discover this? No. I've known this for years. I was very uncomfortable when I was 12 years old. And Daddy took us out to Will Rogers Coliseum in Fort Worth to see him. I was looking for a miracle, man, because I kept hearing how how wonderful he was. I got out there as a little boy saying, he sounds just like Daddy saying the same things Daddy said. Accept Christ, pray the sinner's prayer. The last thing my father said unto me before he died on the phone and I couldn't fight him. He was a tyrant and a bully. 
He said, the only thing that matters, Jimmy, the only thing that matters is a man accepts Christ as his personal Savior, and that's all that matters. That's why my father lost his temper all the time, pulled guns on people, got ball bats and two befores after him. I could tell you so many stories about that man. And he said, all that matters is you accept Christ as your personal Savior. That's my father's last words to me, and it's not true. If I will not, if I will call down my father for saying those things, believe me, I'll call down Billy Graham for saying the same things. I don't care how famous he was. My father lied. I wrote a letter to my sister. After having studied the Greek for years, I wrote a letter and said, Janice, Daddy lied to us. Whether he meant to or not is not the point. He did. He didn't study enough to find out if he was lying. And he was. I don't know where he went. He died in 1999. He'd come and he'd drive into our driveway and and Mary would say, Oh God, he's here. Oh God, he's here. It was like an electrical ball would come into the room. Just shooting out rays everywhere. Have you ever been around anybody like that? Just like, whoa. And I'd have to say, Mary, I will handle him. He'd get in my house as a Baptist preacher and start cussing somebody, literally cussing. And I'd go over to him sitting on the couch. I'd say, you will not talk like that. Do you hear me? Not in this house. He'd get mad and stomp down the hallway and grab his suitcase and take off and say, I'm never coming back. And I'd say, now you promised me that. <laughs> and... Yeah, I say promise. Of course, he'd be back in my driveway a month later. That didn't mean nothing. He was an honorary man, and he preached the same thing Billy Graham preached. I saw what it could do to him. It probably could have done the same thing to Billy Graham if he hadn't have been so famous, and he was trying to protect his reputation. I don't believe believing lies makes you a good, honest, gentle man. I don't believe that. Anytime you see a real gentle business person and you have, you're down shopping for a car and the guy says, God bless you, it's so good to have you here. He's fixing to try to sell you something. Don't you know that? You have such a beautiful old classic car that's four years old or five years old. It's got dents in it. I don't believe those guys. Don't believe a real estate agent when he takes you into a house and says, and here's the picture of women. There's a beautiful view of the neighbors across the street. (laughs) It's like, that's a con. This man was a con man. And people are not going to like that when I say it. Now, then he says, those that preach... A parallel doctrine. Doctrine is the word didache. It means instruction. See, Billy Graham has got a Jesus. He's got a born again. He tells you you have to be born again. But he doesn't tell you that birth comes from heaven and it has to come from God. And it's not something you can do. We're born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. It has to be His will. He has to come. 
and arrange our life to cross the preaching of the word and cut into heart and birth us. And then he says, They preach a contrary doctrine which you have not learned. Learned. You haven't learned the doctrine. Mathetes or Mathetuo. Mathetuo is the word teach or learn. And a Mathetes is a disciple. And Jesus said, without a daily cross, you cannot be my disciple and learn truth and obey me. How much did people learn at a Billy Graham crusade? Nothing. Did you learn these Greek words? Did he bring out any Greek? Did he bring out any history? Or did he just say, accept Christ as your Savior and pray this prayer and you're home free? didn't say it like that he kind of correct couched in a whole bunch of pretty words but that's what he was saying I didn't like him because I knew after I'd studied for years he wasn't saying anything I've, been, I've spent 64 years studying the Bible do I believe he ever studied as much as I studied no siree he didn't I have day and night studied the word of God for the last 45 years to learn the Greek and the Hebrew and I haven't learned as much as I want to learn. And I never stopped studying. I don't believe he studied. I never heard him say anything interesting other than sound pretty and look good. And preachers who preach this are lying. Then he says, Avoid these people that preach this parallel doctrine. That's what he preached. He had his Jesus, it was the wrong Jesus. It was Satan transformed Metaschematijo into an angel of light. That means to disguise oneself. Satan was disguised in his message. Satan merely means enemy, adversary. That's all it means. Satan in the Hebrew, Satanos in the Greek. And he said, avoid this kind of doctrine. Avoid is the word eklino. E-K-K-L-I-N-O. It means to lean away from. And it's an imperative command. It's a command of God. Don't go around these kind of preachers. I tell people, you can't go to this charismatic church when you say you like what I'm teaching. And they say you can have what you want, and I'm saying you can't. They say all you have to do is say it with your mouth, and that's not true. That's that's Rosicrucian. Rosicrucian was a Roman Catholic doctrine. They had it was a branch of people, and they said all of the world is full of vibrations. And if you say the positive vibrations from your mouth, that's exactly what the charismatics say. They can have what you want. And all those verses they use, calling things that be not as though they were, that's resurrection of the dead. I just can't believe the world is believing all the stuff that's being said. This is not a Christian nation and never has been. George Washington was a crook. Stole 10,000 acres of Indian land. 
from the American Indians because he was a surveyor and he couldn't. He told his chief surveyor, don't tell anybody about this. You can get that out of, out of, out of Presidential Ambition written by Richard Shinkman, super historian, Harvard graduate. Research it for the Library of Congress, and all that's in the Library of Congress. You think these guys were Christians? People say, well, they were Christians in the Revolutionary Army. No, they weren't. Mr. Shankman, respected historian, like I said, he went on Larry King's show all the time, and they, the, the historian, the people try to think, well, those early soldiers, they talked about patriotism all the time. They did not. It's like Shingman said. They had two subjects on their mind. Food and sex. That's it. But that's what the soldiers do today. What makes you think they were a step above or just a step below the apostles? They were. The reason I know all these things, I bothered to educate myself in them. I've been educating myself all my life. I've read so many books. Read 129 books when I was in high school. Read books on Wyatt Earp, Billy the Kid, and World War II heroes. I can tell, I can talk to you all day about a lot about them, but I don't have a place in a subject for them, so we'll talk about the Bible, okay? I can tell you that Wyatt Earp really wasn't the hero in the family. The reason he became this big hero, and they use his name in all the movies, he found a writer that published, and he was the last one left alive, so he got this writer to write a story about him, and he's pushed himself till he became famous. It was James Earp that was always a marshal. He was just a deputy. But people don't know that. Because they haven't researched and studied. I can tell you who I believe shot down the Red Baron. Because I read four, I can't remember, four or five books on him. I believe it's the Australian ground gutters. It wasn't Captain Brown, who was a pilot in the Canadian Air Force. And that's what everybody thought. But I can tell you why. If you don't like the information that I'm digging up, don't tune in. Though he says, avoid these people that preach a parallel doctrine, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. Billy Graham don't serve the Lord when he's preaching a parallel doctrine. It's got saved and salvation and sinner's prayer in it. And he got all this religious terminology, but he didn't know what it meant. They serve not our Lord, but their own belly. There's that word again. Billy Graham in this book says... I don't know whether I'm serving men or God. He said that. Galatians, the first chapter, says, If I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. He was pleasing men. They served their own belly. That's an Epicurean term. The belly was the place of all sensual desires. Men hate the cross of Christ because their God is their belly. The belly was the place of all fulfillment of sensual things, whether it's cars or money or things or sex or houses, anything that you wanted for yourself. 
That was the belly. You know what Billy Graham wanted? Fame and fortune and his worth millions. I looked up his his worth. He was worth $25 million when he died. Take that. I just, I don't understand people just believing something because somebody looks good. I have to see what people do when they live and what they say. I have to watch them real close to believe in them. They serve their own belly and by good words, Christologia. This is what Billy Graham preached. Good words. Cresto. Logia. Logia is the word logos, comes from logos, which is the word word. Word. Cresto means something that's apparent. It looks plausible. It looks good. That's why they people want to believe it. It looks good. They look at the outward appearance. You can't look at the outward appearance. That's why people say, well, God wouldn't favor anybody. Favor, the word grace means unmerited favor. Charis. The word elect means to favor. Charis and elect have basically the same meaning, except charis, grace, means unmerited favor. When the Bible speaks of respect persons people will say God doesn't respect persons well that's right but respect persons is the word pros apo l-e-p-t-e-o that's the word that James used when he said have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of glory with respect to persons respect to person means to look at the outward appearance Look at the face. Comes from pros. Pros means toward. Means to move toward what you see. Pros. And ops. And lambano. It's a construction of these three words. Pros means toward. To move toward what you ops, we get our word optical from that, what you see and take hold of the surface. In fact, the word prosopon, which comes from this word, means face or surface. So most people, when they see Billy Graham, they took a hold of the surface, what they thought was there. That's why he said, I don't know that God will say, well done. That's why he says in this book, I don't know whether I'm serving men or God. If you serve God, you have to become infamous. You have to become hated by the world. Jesus said, if the world hated me, it'll hate you. Billy Graham. No, that's not, if the world hate me, it'll hate you, uh, except Billy Graham. No. Whoever is loved by the world is not God's friend. Then he says, by good words 
and fair speeches. Eulogia. Did he speak fairly? Oh yeah, eulogia. Means to speak well. Eulogy. He said eulogies all the time and spoke well of Jesus, but he wasn't talking about the real Jesus because Jesus was hated by the world and they killed him when he preached. They killed Paul when he preached and killed Peter when he preached and they loved Billy Graham. Something's wrong with that picture. But it's real hard with a brainwashed America for them to face this fact. You have to go by the facts. You can't go by what you think you see. How much time do I have, Mike? Let me finish this. By good words and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. Simple is the word akakos, A-K-A-K-O-S. It means innocent. Kokos is the word evil. It means no. Evil is like children. The world has been deceived by this man, Billy Graham. Why are you putting so much on him? He is the reason that all the Baptists in the world and the Baptists are preaching accept Christ and sinner's prayer instead of repentance, daily cross, death to self. And it's something that God has to do in you. You have to become a new creation. It's not something you can do. It's something you have to bow to. It's not easy being a Christian. If you're a Christian, you'll be Christ-like. You'll take your cross and die daily. And that Billy Graham wasn't doing that. There was nobody crucifying him. You say, Jim, you got it in for him? Yeah. I got it. You know what I got it in for? His message that he has left behind. Look back over here in James, the fourth chapter. I've never spent this much time. You lust and have not. That word lust, epithemia, means to long for that which is forbidden. He's talking to believers and have not. You kill and desire to have. You will actually kill one another. How can you kill one another? You'll murder somebody in your heart when you hate them without cause, out of jealousy, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You receive things that you ask. If you keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing, pleasing, What's pleasing to God is death to self. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you give your bodies a living sacrifice. It's the living sacrifice on a daily cross, and you have to be condemned to that for what you're saying, and Billy Graham wasn't condemned for any of that. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. They may consume it on your own lust. You adulterers and adulteresses, he's not talking about literal adultery. Spiritual adultery was called idolatry in the Old Testament. God said Israel went after their lovers when they went after these idols. Know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Was he friend of the world? Enmity is the word ekthra. E-C-H-T-R-A. It means hostile. If you're friends with the world, like Billy Graham was, was he friends with the world? He was most popular man on the polls 61 times, or at least in the top 10, 61 times. You're that popular and you're going to get to heaven? 
Oh, you mean accept Billy Graham, right? Is that what you're trying to say? There's no exceptions with God's rules. It's his rules. You have to be an enemy. Friends with the world are... Friendship with the world is enmity. It's hostile to God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world. Philos. Anybody, anybody that is affectionate, you have an affection for the world, and they have an affection for you, you are God's enemy. You act like I said that. Sometimes I'll say something out in public. I'll have a t-shirt on. Have a t-shirt that says, most people are going to hell when they die. And on the back of it, it says, uh, only a few are going to heaven when they die. And this one woman in this doctor's office says, where did you get that? I said, well, I didn't say that. I said it. I said, Jesus said that straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life and few will be there to find it. Only a few people are going to heaven. And wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to eternal life. That leads to destruction. And many there be that go in there. She said, well, why didn't you put that on the shirt? Well, all of that wouldn't fit. So I just said, most people are going to hell when they die. You act like I said that. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Good grief. Think people hate the word of God when you put it in plain words, don't they? So if you're a friend of the world, you're God's enemy. Boy, all you have to do is just read these books. I've got so much more. Billy Graham says there'll be sex in heaven on page 426. Or he at least approved of it. He said, well, if, if it's something we like here on earth, maybe it will be there. That's an imbecilic statement. If we are the wife of Christ, and that's the church, how can we be having adulterous affairs in heaven? Besides that, they'll neither marry nor give in marriage in heaven. They'll be like the angels. It's like he even forgot all this stuff. Let me read something to you. Page 416. Do I have any time, Mike? Three. Three minutes. I can get this in. 416. 416. 416. Graham, smoke, Graham spoke about a meeting with Pope John Paul II. There was a pause in the conversation. Suddenly the Pope's arm shot out. He grabbed the lapels of my coat. He pulled me forward within inches of his own face. He fixed his eyes on me and said, Listen, Graham, we are brothers. I don't want the Pope saying that to me. My brothers and sisters are those who do the will of the Father. The Roman Catholic Church believes you have to eat the literal body of Christ in order to go to heaven. That's the Mass. You just don't know how much information there is on the Internet. I've got much more to say about this man. I can't get it all in one message. He lived 99 years of false doctrine. At least 70 of, of preaching, or more than that, 80. Started preaching when he was young. Said he'd go out on the lake and preach to the fish so he could make sure he got his words down correctly. He wanted to sound good. 
He certainly didn't use great plainness of speech. He used a speech that was confusing to the world. The reason I'm saying this, I believe America has been fooled into believing this man and his doctrine. I believe the reason the world is so far off base, he's one of the major causes. He had effect on the entire world. I can't, Billy Graham put his approval on Catherine Kuhlman. The woman was crazy. He says in this book that Jimmy Carter, who was supposed to be a Christian, cussed a lot when he got frustrated. You you think, what gets me, people think people as nice as they act. You're not, are you? Was anybody else here as nice as you act? Can you act nicer than you are at home sometimes? Boy, we a man's character is what people think they are. That's why we should be the same in private as we are in public. A man's reputation is what people think you are. Your character is what you are. And you're at whether you're at home with your wife and kids, that's what you really are. I'm sorry, but that's what the Bible teaches. Boy, that hurts, don't it? I love y'all. I'm not apologizing for preaching against Billy Graham. I believe he has been one of the great corruptions of our nation because he was the most respected man in America for years and years and years and everything he said people believed it because he looked good let's pray Father thank you for truth Lord I don't know what else to do other than to say the truth help us Lord with living in truth and let me continue to say the truth regardless of the cost I don't even know what to ask anymore. You know what I need. Lord, I pray you'll deal with the hearts of the people at Grace and Truth. Fight our battles. I can't fight anymore. I'm too tired. I'm too old and too just disgusted with the world because they believing all these lies, Lord. We'll praise you for everything. You've brought all this about, the virus and everything. We praise you for it all. You've got men's minds corrupted. Thank you for all of it, even though it grieves us. Thank you for it anyway. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Well, that's going to make so many people mad, I know. But they won't believe the printed page. They won't believe the facts behind the scene. They don't care.